Welcome to the Selfie Love podcast, talking all things media, mental health and mindset. For information and resources on any sensitive topics covered, please visit selfielovecampaign.com. Today we're joined by a great friend of mine, Lucy, but we all call her Goose. We both have kept each other sane during university in lockdown and has always been able to find a balance between work and social life. Here's Goose. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm not bad at all. Although I do apologise in advance to anyone listening to this because I sound horrendously ill, um, which has meant that I haven't been able to record anything for about a month. But I promise I'm fine. I just still sound like a 40-year-old man that smokes every day of his life. But I'm fine. So forgive me if I sound horrendous. Um, what have you been up to lately? What's Tell us what you're doing with your time at the moment. Um, so at the moment, I'm literally... Just waiting for university to end. <laughs> uh, I'm in my last year, so I've got I think four months left. Not that I'm counting down, um, but yeah, just university and then uh, football, and then when I come home, randomly, well, not random to you, everyone else listening might be like, "What the hell?" Uh, we've got panto. Our families are doing a panto together, so that's a bit crazy um so yeah just a bit here there everywhere a bit of everything and tell us a bit more about like how you find uni at the moment slash have been finding it because I know that you've had an interesting experience and not necessarily yeah. a typical one and you're saying <laughs> that you're counting down yeah it's it's just been one of those things it's not been the best three years of my life which is absolutely fine but it's sold to you on a dream and it's sold that it's going to be amazing that hasn't and I think actually my year so the first, well, every year was affected by Covid but my year groups are third years now we've never had one normal year at uni we, it's crazy my, it's mad so in my first term we had strikes for four weeks so we missed that and then Covid cut short in March of first year and then last year was absolutely awful online I hated it I think you can probably say the same and then third year, third year's been a bit of an odd one because it's been kind of kind of back to normal, but there's always been COVID looming. Yeah. Have you found it easier now you can do certain social things? I know that you're massively into football and you have your like main group of friends through them. Yeah, I, I actually found it made me get a bit of a routine because the thing I struggled with so much in lockdown doing uni was because all the lectures were recorded and it was do it in your own time you're just a bit you're you're your own boss and you don't really know what to do yeah and I need structure I need someone up my bum saying (laughs) go do this this." like so that's why I really struggled in lockdown with uni just because I didn't have anyone on my back but no this year I've actually really enjoyed being able to see my friends without feeling like I'm breaking the rules and go to football and see them and have a bit of fitness back because that kind of dropped off And not that I want to make it like a focus today for, you know, multiple reasons. Everyone's sick of talking about COVID anyway. But I know that you've had like an interesting experience with, you know, being a student for the main part of lockdowns and stuff. What things have you learned slash could you, I don't know, pass on to anyone that might be struggling or has struggled with being a student in the midst of COVID? Never really thought about it. I think I'd probably just say take it all at your own time. Mm-hmm. Because when you sit back and you look at your timetable or look at this or whatever you get sent, you I I always got so overwhelmed because it looked like so much work, 
and it was so much to do and then actually when I did it in my own time I broke it down yeah and, and then go from there so I would just say don't force it I know it's so hard to make yourself sit down at a desk and do it but the best thing I ever did was actually when I wasn't feeling it take a bit of a break and then when push came to shove I had to sit down and just crack on with it mm-hmm. yeah and the I guess the reason I keep asking that question is because it's interesting that people when they answer it they never just make it about specific to covid like your answer just then could apply to anyone that's finding life a bit shit and maybe they're just not feeling themselves like taking one day at a time and you know doing what you can rather than what you think you need to be doing is always a good place to start but moving on to what you do apart from uni what what's your life apart from uni it's football yeah and working at the golf course um teaching dances at random Thursdays or Tuesdays and seeing family just yeah it's all a bit mental like it's just I just do everything I'm a person that can't say no yeah if anyone I'm always like yeah seeing friends or like going out or like just chilling with family like there's a lot (laughs) and I've always known you that way where it's like if I ever want to see you it's almost like we have to get it in the diary and we have to secure that time because you're so busy, which is great. How do you split your time and know that you've got enough like capacity to be able to do everything? Because I've always known you that way. And yeah. I know that it's like a family thing as well. Like it's just embedded in all of you. Yeah, well, when I was younger, I really didn't. I think you know that. I just didn't, <laughs> I didn't balance Just freestyled it, it for a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't have any structure. Or like, and it just got to point now. Now I'm older. Or older. I'm not older, but... <laughs> not necessarily wise, but older. older. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know how I got away with not writing anything down. Because now yeah. I, I say something, I make a plan, I have to put it in my diary straight away just so I know. Whereas when I was like 15, 16, I'd be like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then I get to the, the day or the day before and I'd be like, oh, oh, oh my God, like I'm meant to be doing something. I can't, I'd like, so it like it has been tricky, but I just love being busy, love going out, helping people, see my friend. Like when I'm actually sat down doing nothing, I get bored. But in, when I am really busy, so when I do shows or when I do football, in my head, I'm always like, oh, can't wait just to have an eye and I can't wait just to stop for a bit and I'm like when I do do that I don't like it <laughs> I, I just don't um so yeah I think it I think I always kind of use it as a bit of a uh, distraction from everything else mm-hmm. I think if I'm physically busy I don't have to worry about men- me mentally or anything else but yeah it's just always it's, like you say it's always been us and I think that's come from my mum because my mum is such a hustler. I don't know how she does everything, <laughs> honestly. So I think we've just learned from example. And yeah, like I just always love being busy. And it's interesting you just said hustler, because that's exactly what I'm trying to like touch on, which is that hustle culture, where it's like we're made to feel guilty if we stop. Yeah. And if you ever are like, I'm having a day off here, or actually, yeah, I'm having a day off, but it's for me. It's not for anyone else. I'm not... Yeah having a day off to go and see someone else and not having a day off to do my errands or be productive in any sort of sense that's something that we've always been taught that is sort of like frowned upon and that and any of those days are the reason why you haven't got to where you are or why you haven't reached your goals yeah when you do stop do you ever get that sense of guilt 
no because when I do stop it's almost at the point of burnout Mm-hmm. and it also when I do stop it's never for that long it's literally if I have a day it's either a day or a morning or an evening like I, I rarely rarely would take three to four days off everything and how but do you know when you're at the point of burnout when, it, when, when it's a bit too late <laughs> <laughs> and I sit in bed and I go oh gosh I can't do anything <laughs> uh, no I think it's just like signs that all my motivation goes yeah about to convince myself all the stuff I am really busy with I don't want to do anymore which is lies because everything I do do I love so like with football this year at uni with being on the committee it was mental and it's been so 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 busy and then I got to a point where I was like oh like I don't even like it anymore and Molly and Ruth and mum sat me down and they were like you're lying they're like you love it and that's why you do it um so I think I let it all get too much and then like you just know like I get tired lose motivation moody I snap like I don't really like I get to a point where I'm like I don't want to do anything and that's when I'm like right this isn't normal goose this is tired overwhelmed goose yeah and then go from there I definitely relate with tired I always find myself either I can't sleep at all because I'm so stressed and I'm sort of like I always picture myself as almost like a hamster in a wheel if I stop then I panic but I have to just keep going so that's when I know that I'm way too stressed if I can't sleep but in the complete comparison I mean for someone that struggles with sleep anyway I have no perfect balance yeah so I'm either I don't sleep or I feel like I need to sleep all the time and I think when I'm burnt out that's when it comes through because all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I'm tired and it's nine o'clock in my in my most recent burnout series um, series probably, probably like 0.80 burnout. <laughs> but yeah in that I just slept it was bad it was actually quite bad I think but I think I slept for an average of 12 to 13 hours a day because my the burnout I've just had it has been the biggest I've like, ever had I've had a lot going on so I literally just stopped all of a sudden I was like oh don't want to do it and I was sleeping I think yeah I think 12 to, like I don't know 12 to 13 and I wake up, sit in bed, make a cup of tea, put my tally on, sit back in bed. And that's what I did for a couple of days at uni this year. I did no work. I didn't go outside. Like, it was awful. And then I sat there at like eight o'clock in the evening and I was like, oh, I'm knackered. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sleeping more than I've ever slept before ever, doing nothing. And I'm still tired. And that's when I got to a point where I was like, right get back onto a normal structure it is strange yeah. though isn't it when you don't do anything sometimes that's really tiring really exhausting yeah and like I've never like I don't know I've never had anything like it recently because like one little thing and I'm like oh it's too much like walking to the shop to get a milk for tea I had to do that one morning <laughs> and I was like gosh this is a big task and honestly <laughs> uni, I live a, not even a three minute walk from a shop and I went and I was like, oh, this is so much effort. And my housemates were like, you've literally just went to go get milk. Like, yeah, but it's what? not just that. You've had to get dressed. You've had yeah, to. True. I mean, I don't even think I did that. I think I pair, threw on a pair of sliders, a pair of trackies and a jumper and off I went. No brow. <laughs> I was like, everybody else. <laughs> no judgment. How do you find your balance then between the things you enjoy doing and the stuff that you have to do? It's funny because I've been thinking a lot about this recently. And again, so I always relate everything back to football. But this season, because of um, how busy I've been, I put football first because I love football and I was like, blah, blah. 
And then all of a sudden I got to reading week and I was like, I've done none of my course. I was like, I haven't gone to le- like gone to lectures, but I haven't done any like I was just touching base of uni. I wasn't really engaging with it. Yeah. I got to reading week, had a massive like catch up and all of this and I did my essay and I like it was fine, but I get I always get to a point where I need to start saying yes to the stuff I don't want to do and a bit more of no to the stuff I do want to do because I I always I think it's the same with everyone I think everyone prioritizes what they want to do a bit more but because of my personal thing my personal feelings towards uni (laughs) I don't like it I never have done yeah need to get the certificate and get out there basically the way I've summarized it to everyone who's asked me recently is I'm like I love uni (laughs) so I love the social side and I love the football and I love the lifestyle like the living away from home and being your own person and all this and I hate the university I don't like that I don't like the academic side of it yeah in looking back is very silly of me because obviously uni university is never going to be easy work-wise like and you've also like you've got to really like it I'm getting better because now I'm like right it's crunch time I've got four months left I've got a disc to do and blah blah so I'm like it's not gonna write itself (laughs) so yeah I I'm not very good, but then also I'm not very good at when I'm doing the stuff I don't want to do. I'm not good at stopping because I get in my head that I should be working. So when I get into a flow, yeah, say I have an essay due or I will only do that all day, every day until it's done, until I hand it in. Yeah. So like, it's not, it's not, it's not a great, comp- like I have, I haven't actually got a balance. I wing it really, but like I wish I could sit here and be like oh yeah like I'm really balanced like all of this but I'm not and the thing is I think that that's always been me I think you've known me for ages I've always left a lot of things to the last minute and it's I think everyone a- struggles with finding a balance though I think yeah. you go through phases of one side of the scale being like your priority and the other things having to slip a bit I don't think anyone's got it down I think it's such an illusion of someone having it all and I read which book was it I think it was Grace Beverly's Working Hard Hardly Working and she was saying that the reason why we have this sort of perception that some people have got it all is purely because of things like social media because you only see a snapshot of what someone's life is and you see them maybe as an influencer and that's their job and you think oh for their job then they get all these lovely giveaways of designer things and you know, they get these amazing gifted holidays and everything about their life looks perfect. But it's their job for it to look perfect. Yeah. That's how they get their work. That's how they pay their bills. But that's been so normalised now that we see the majority of our feeds on across all social media things, not just Instagram, looking perfect. Yeah. No, I, and I hand up, I used to be so guilty of that. Like, I just, I, I, don't, I think it was like, yeah, 12, 13 and then, to about first year I used to put everything on social media I used to be awful like stories and posts like I like everybody knew if Goose went on a night out or they did she did something there'd be an Instagram post the next day to show it off and then I, I think it was when I went to uni in first year and I was having an awful time like I didn't like it but then I'd go out and put something in my story to be like, oh, I am having fun. And then when I opened when I opened up to all my friends, being like, I don't like it, they were like, oh my gosh, but you look like you're having the best time, like all of this. And I was like, 
oh and then that to me was a bit of a reshuffle because now I, I still post and I still do a lot but now I'm a lot more selective on what I put out there yeah has your relationship with social media changed then oh 100% in what I way used, I used to be obsessed with it like like everybody's like oh that's it but no I think I like like it used to be the first thing I checked in the morning I used to in sick form sit in their lessons on my phone talking on snapchat or in like and then uni again when I was in lectures I would just be on my phone on social media so like I I did get to a point where I was like right I'm just so so like in it like it's really funny I I always joke because lots of my friends are younger than me and there's not not that much younger, but when I was getting out of my whole, I don't like Snapchat, I don't need it, blah, blah, they were like, keep the streaks. And I was like, no, I don't want to be tied down to a flame on a best friend list. Um, and like now I Snapchat one person once and it, they're on my best friend list like instantly. Yeah. But Snapchat used to be my main form of communication with everyone. Um but yeah, I'm just, I'm just not fast for it anymore. Did also, you see a difference between you when you were really obsessed with it versus now? Yeah. So when I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. When I was, when I was obsessed with it, I, in the back of my head, was always like, what are they going to say? What do they think of me? And like, I'd be picking out an outfit for a night out, being like, what's everyone going to say? Like, and it was awful. Whereas now I've grown a bit of a backbone, and I'm like, it's for me. Like. And if you, like, my feed has become so less perfect, I'd say. Like, don't get me wrong, there's, like I say, it's very selective. However, there's not me with my boobs out and teeth, like, smiling in a pair of heels all the time. There are some times. <laughs> but, like, I've just learned, just just do what you want to do. Like, and since not being on social media, I'm, not, I'm saying, like, I'm on a blackout, I'm not. But since not relying on social media to provide me that hard happiness that I yeah. just learned, disassociate everything and be like take it with a pinch of salt blah blah and I, I was reading something the other day I'm a really big um Molly May fan yeah uh, and I do adore her um and I was watching an interview with her um and it, it literally just changed my whole perspective of, was it um, the Stephen Bartlow one by any chance yeah yeah, yeah it was. and it, honestly she opened up about everything and I think there was one question and it she, he said do you mind that your circle's small or something, that you don't have many friends? And she was like, no. She was like, because why am I going to go on Instagram and show off all these friends when actually when I'm going through a hard time, there's two or three there? Yeah. And that, that to me, I was like, that's me. On social media, like, and don't get me wrong, I'm so grateful for all my friends. But actually, when push comes to shove, it, there, there's only a very selective handful but yeah like Molly May has kind of been the influencer for me like she came off Love Island and I was like oh my god she's perfect like just want to be her like all of this but then actually when you look behind the scenes she, a, again she's a hustler I'm like you don't just get she really is a little thing promotion out of nowhere so she works her butt off um and then um was talking and she was like I'm really struggling at the moment and that's the first time I've ever known an influencer that big to go I'm I'm not doing good because I think what I struggled with when I was growing up I was like they like you say they look perfect so why am I not perfect why am I like but now I think it's not a taboo anymore Mm -hmm. I think 
and to be fair I think that is kind of to thank to Covid in a weird twisted way I think mental health yeah. was more about because it did become a really prevalent thing throughout Covid. I think it was something that you never had to look too far away from yourself to find someone that was struggling whether that was yeah. you family member friend colleague I think as you say, as much as COVID's been terrible for our health system, the good thing is, is that it's given us an opportunity to change our perception a bit about mental health and how it's not this distant thing that someone that's getting sectioned and going to a psychiatric ward. It's actually your friend that hasn't left their bedroom for a few days and or someone that's struggling with their eating disorder that was years ago, but now because they're shut away, it's triggering them again like it's so much closer to home and it I like after the first lockdown uh that highlighted me how um I don't know what blindsided no not bl- like closed-minded I was about it because okay. luckily I'd never personally had it mm-hmm. but I had bits but not awful when you say it what like just mental health issues okay like, I didn't I was never before lockdown I never had to be like right I need help I don't need to talk like it was a bit like a down day or a hard day and then I'd be like right I'm fine lockdown the first lockdown when I was talking to all my friends and they were like nah this is hard and hands up I was like I didn't realize how close like close to home it actually was so look like lockdown to me taught me so much just about how my friends are doing and like even what they're like what their flags are red flags are yeah one of my best friends she talks to me every single day and then all of a sudden she stopped mm-hmm. I couldn't get through to her. And then when I did get through to her, she was like, I just was in a bit of a dark hole. And I was like, okay, so that's fine. But then that just, like lockdown did open my eyes to every single mental health issue under the sun. Yeah. So I think we're not, we're not taught about it at all. No. I think kind of just taught, muddle through it on your own. When actually, in my experience, it's only got better when I've started to talk about it. Yeah. And I think... No one wants to feel like, I know that you probably feel the same way as me. I never want to feel like one of my friends can't talk to me about it. And it's a difference between if, you know, they don't want to and they prefer to talk to someone else, but I'd never want them to feel alone. Yeah. Um, And I think that's why it's good to have, I guess, that open dialogue between your friends where you can say, I'm having more than a down day. It's looking more like a down week or a down month or actually I need time for myself or I need distraction or you know there's I think people feel like they're being selfish when they use the word need or even just the word things like no there's quite a lot of stigma around that but at the end of the day if it's for your if it's for your own well-being not even just mental health if it's to make you feel good then why are we feeling ashamed of saying these things yeah no and I can't say the word no ever in my life like I, I I'm so bad but however the last month two months like I said earlier I've learned to grow a bit of a backbone and just say right this is what I need and this 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 isn't serving me anymore so I'm going to deal with it and then shut it in a box move away um, yeah this term I've been so lucky with my with a few of my flatmates because I had a lot going on and I came home one day and they sat me down on the sofa and they were like, look, what's going on? They're like, you don't need to tell us everything, but just tell us where you're at, touch base with us. So then we know your, what you need, your flags, whatever. And I'm so grateful they did that because from then they were on my case. They were 
coming into my bedroom, checking I'm all right, getting me up in the morning, getting me out, going to the library with me. Like, and it's little things like that where you don't notice how much your friends actually do. Yeah, like, and I I definitely relate to that. So in what number lockdown was it? <laughs> uh, lockdown three. I decided I was going to come back to my uni house after Christmas last year and I knew I wasn't feeling great it was about this time just before Christmas I was thinking maybe it's because I just need a break from uni work like I've had a bit of a shit term I just need to touch base with the family that I haven't seen in a while because of restrictions fortunately I had a relatively good Christmas despite all of the changes we had to go through and I thought yeah that will sort me out got to the end of Christmas and I didn't feel much better but I thought I think I'm going to feel worse if I don't go back to uni considering it's my final year I'm not yeah. going to get the opportunity to live with my friends again probably after this not in the same way anyway so I'll go back and make the best of a bad situation little did I know that it didn't take me long to realize it's not just me going through a rough patch it's actually my depression coming back yeah. in and thankfully my friends as much as I think my experience taught them a lot of how to not just deal with me but deal with mental health in general you know it was just things like my friend Charlotte being like I'm going on a walk in my break of doing uni work come around with me around the block and it just needed I needed someone to be like come on get out of the house come in with me we don't have to talk the whole time it's just getting some fresh air and moving about a bit on the flip side you know when I did feel a bit crap on a Sunday afternoon and I was you know getting in a bit of a hole in my room being like I don't want to be around anyone else because that's too much energy you know they'd be the first to be like do you fancy a tea hot chocolate what do you want can I bring something in if I didn't feel like you know eating or just standing and making my dinner because at uni when you're making your dinner you're most likely around all your mates and that's something I really struggled with because it wasn't that I didn't want to eat it was just I didn't want the socializing that came with it yeah too much energy and it wasn't anything to do with my friends it was just socializing when you're going through that kind of headspace is a lot and I think they learned to not take it personally because at first I think they're a bit like oh my god have we done something wrong have we offended her have I said something and it's like no 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 it's it's a me problem (laughs) um but then again it became a thing of actually do you want to share this dinner I'm making so you don't have to stay in the kitchen as long you know shall we make dinner for you if that makes things easier I think friends as much as they sometimes don't get it right because none of us do when it comes to mental health and we're never taught about it as you say weirdly knowing someone that's gone through something like that it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it prepares you with what possible things you can do to help someone else or them in future and that's the one thing that you know I'm so grateful for what my friends did for me in that stage because I look back and it I'm a completely different person to how, how I am now I still you know have my own triggers I still have my own down days down yeah. weeks whatever but for that severe of a time it was when I did feel like shit I they were That's, my support system yeah. yeah I just hope that and I think it is the case they got something out of it and they've learned a bit more about how to deal with things like my friend Charlotte for example I think she's a lot more clued up on how I work as a person now yeah. Like if I'm a bit off the radar for a bit, as you say, it's probably because I'm prioritising myself and that's because yeah. I need to. Yeah. No, it goes it's a long way. It goes a long way. And also I, I didn't realise 
the power of one little thing. Like, yeah. going into your flatmate's room and saying, the cancel's on, do you want a tea? Like, it's just, it's tiny little things. And I, I think everyone, everybody's learned, so students and, like, the whole community has learned that it's nice to be nice <laughs> and just be friendly to people because we were locked away for two years nearly and you didn't get a chance. And the thing I like, the one thing I did like, or again, I think it's a good thing about COVID is it did bring so many more people together doing things yeah. you never thought you'd see being done and everything. So yeah, it's just, it, like we are getting there. There's still so long to go with it actually becoming normalised because it's also hard when you're going through it. You know you can talk to people, but you don't want to. You never want to feel like a burden. And particularly with lockdown, it felt like everyone had their own struggles, whether that be mental health or their family, you know, people were ill, for God's sake. Like there were so many different factors that were becoming people's stress without you feeling like you were adding to that. Yeah. And that's something that made me feel because I went through it I didn't feel like I was the I would have been anyone's top priority and for me it's not like mental health and me as uh, like strangers like I've been through bouts of depression before I struggle with anxiety um it's nothing new for me so a part of me was just like you know what I can probably get through this alone it might take me a bit longer but considering people have got you know family members they're ill with covid yeah. you know people that are worrying about are they going to get you know their job that they're applying for post covid are they going to get their uni degree or even people worrying about in the job they're in <laughs> um are they going to have financial stability yeah so i think if i think even without all of that people that are struggling always feel like they're a burden yeah and i think um, you yourself that no one has time for you well, actually, yeah, I, I convinced myself with my housemates. I was like, oh, they just think I'm being really moody and they don't know and they don't want to see me and all of this. And I don't want that. And then when they sat me down and they were like, what's going on? Like, why are you doing it? And then I was so happy for that because when I told them, I, I just there was just a bit of me that relaxed and I was a bit like, right. I was like, someone knows. And yeah, Lily came into my room, got me out of bed, brought me a cup of tea, like made sure I was going to the library, made sure I had food, like all of this. And like, and honestly, it was, it was the step to being like, right, you need to do something about it. Like stop sitting in bed feeling sorry for yourself and go out and go on a walk and all of this. And just having that one person know, I was like, right, it's fine. You'll get there. Yeah. Well, it's really nice to, if I'm having a down day, text her to be like, hi, (laughs) like what do I do and like it had like my, I'm so grateful for those housemates this year because I think I think with uni as well your housemates even make or break your experience yeah definitely definitely and, and like first year flat ruined it <laughs> my, <laughs> my whole flat was absolutely awful and I think that might have been not not the whole reason but I think it might have been a pushing factor of me being like I don't like uni mm because I didn't have any flatmates to distract me and to go out with and all of this. I, it was an extra effort to go find friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, housemates, they're either great or they're either not great. <laughs> but I'm very lucky that I've got great ones. Yeah. 
and I look back on I look back at it now and it's e very easy in the climate we're in at the moment where we're still not out of COVID but I was right to come back from Christmas and still go to uni yeah. and live in that house in lockdown with my uni mates because when you think in years to come there's never going to be a point where you can be like I was locked in the house with my friend yeah. quite literally the best we could do is because we were in Bournemouth was we could go down to the beach for a beach walk and we'll never have well we'll never have that hope hopefully we'll never have that experience again <laughs> uh, I mean I know I won't exactly with the same people because yeah. I'm not living with them anymore yeah no it is mad and I like the one thing that I have learned is uni is just a once in a lifetime experience and it might not be great for everyone and you deal with that or people thrive at uni like there's so like the one thing I had to learn and get my head around was it's different for absolutely everyone like because everyone has different things going on at back at home and they struggle with their course they don't struggle like it is mad um and like I'm saying I'm counting down the days but realistically I know when I'm not there I'm gonna be like oh I miss this I miss this side of it yeah this and it like and it's fine it's just a learning curve isn't it and uni hasn't been great for me but I've had some great experiences and I've met some great people from it so like as a whole I wouldn't rate it massively but then looking at what I've come from like got out of it like it has been great and like I say this time next year I'll be like oh why did I take it for granted living with my friends and why did I take it <laughs> I can go out and just do whatever I want and don't have to tell anyone and so it is it, like it is mental but also like you say you'll look back on it and be like wow it was all right actually we were lucky it is it is I could talk about it for ages like unis have massively fucked up I know the government aren't either that good but I think every university hasn't gone about it the right way which is fine because how would they know like no one's ever done this before but I think just the care for students has been really really poor I think that's the reason why unfortunately we've all had to learn on our feet how to support each other yeah well it's ridiculous so like I say I've, this term has been awful for me and I knew I saw myself going into it at the end of middle of October I was like right this is getting a bit bad now and I put it off put it off put it off and then um last week of October I put in a well-being request form just because I was like it'd be quite nice to talk to someone who knows of the uni but isn't associated with it at all yeah so my personal tutor and he's like but this this and this and, like, and then I talk to someone at football and they're like, oh, but this is... And I, like, I just need someone away from everything. Yeah. Just to sit and listen. So I put a wellbeing request in um, and they took eight weeks to get back to me. Wow. Which, which I just sat down and I... And for me, putting in a wellbeing request was a huge, like, a huge step. I mm. wouldn't... Like, I didn't want to do it. And it was only because of people saying, you've got to do it. And it took eight weeks for them to get back to me. And it turns out that it only got back to me because I went to a football training session and it was just after my granddad passed and it, like, everything was really high emotion. And, you know, when someone looks at you, like, you're right. And I just burst into tears and I just had, like, no, I'm not going to call it meltdown because it was really needed, but, like, it just all came out. And yeah. 
reason well-being got back to me was because S&C chased well-being to be like you need to see Lucy before Christmas and that's the only like one of the crazy I mean they're not ignoring you are they it's because there's such a massive queue and there's such a strain on it but but even to acknowledge it this is not because you it's one of those portals where you go and then it just it's gone yeah and like even even if it was a thanks so much by the way, we're really busy. However, it just takes an automated email, to be honest, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, you, like, oh, uh, that's what wound me up because I was like, I don't expect to put it in and get seen in the next two, no. two, three days. Like, that's never going to happen. But I'm like, eight weeks is a bit, and I'm lucky I didn't need immediate help. But and it shows the difference in like demand as well. So I went and used my wellbeing services at uni in my first year. And I heard from someone probably within 48 hours. Yeah. And then when I went through it in January this year, um, I probably was, I at least had like a phone call or a follow-up of some sort within a week. So it shows how the crisis of mental health within students in particular has really built up. Yeah. Like it has been, it's been really weird to see as well because also so I'm quite lucky because I was there in first year and second year was a write-off but now being in third year I'm quite lucky because we kind like I said we kind of get to go back to normal ish it's been weird because we've just carried on like we did what did in first year and then someone would get COVID and then we'd be like oh no we all have to go do a test now and like it's just that it's just the new normal like it is you go out you go out out clubbing and you go this might this might be like the next 10 days of isolating, which is fine. And we, we all have done that. But what I've really noticed in the student community, A, is the mental health crisis. Like everybody, not everybody, but majority of the people I know are now like struggling. But then also how students are there for each other, so much more. I've learned on the, all my committee members have learned on each other this year which is the first time I think that's ever happened as our committee is 14, 15 people. So I'm like, that's 15 people who we start our committee meetings being like, how are you doing? And it's the first hour is just us talking about how we're doing. And I had to be really honest with them because when my granddad died and everything was going on, I was really, really absent. Like I stayed at home for, came home from reading week for three days ended up saying for I think it was three weeks yeah so I was absent from football I really wasn't doing much so I had to be like look I was like guys this is what's going on and then all of them went oh gosh like wow we feel bad because they've all been there like what's Lucy doing like where is she like like not bitching about me but just concerned that like, and then they were like I didn't even think to message to see if you're all right like I didn't even think that was going on and then uh, since then all of us are just being like right and we need to check in on each other at least and it's become a it's not become a chore it's become a routine thing now and that's healthy I think yeah at least once a week I not even just with the committee members I try to text or I have I've been really bad because I've been bad but when I was all right I just try to check in with my friends just be like how you doing what's going on and it makes such a difference because like I say at the beginning when I was younger, I was all over the place. <laughs> I didn't have a structure, didn't have a plan, I was winging it. 
and I never ever messaged my friends just to just for a chat I'd message them if I'd want to see them or if I needed something or something but I'd never just be like how are you doing like so it's just been one thing you've we've all had to factor in a bit more as, as we've said like I think that is one positive we can take out of one just like growing up in general and changing our perspective about life isn't always perfect even if it seems that way on people's social medias but also just in general with our relationship with our friends and family that a message or a quick check-in is never going to go amiss because that could be pivotal to someone's day and also I'm like if it does go amiss you're like right I'll try again because you're obviously not in the right place to to talk right now yeah like I'm, I'm just, I've just become one of those annoying people now where <laughs> I, I just won't give up. Like, I like not give up. I like, I'll always be there, and I'll always like. I've had to learn to talk about it, and I hate it. I hate opening up. I hate being vulnerable. I hate everybody. Like, there's, I was, re- I remember when it was all going on. I spoke to different people about different things because I didn't want one person on the world to know everything. Yeah. So I didn't want to be that vulnerable. So I just told someone about that, someone about that, someone about that. So it was all bitty. But then I was like, what am I doing? Like, if you're if you've got to the point where you can talk about it all, just tell everyone because then they become understanding and then they will check in on you. But yeah, like I I just if I message my one of my friends, if I don't get a reply, they'll get another message being like, hi. And if they don't reply, they'll get another one. So it's not me forcing them to talk. It's just me being like, Hi, I'm here. <laughs> like, and I, Also, I'm so bad on my phone. I am one of the worst people. <laughs> I get a text message and I think I reply to it. And then I go go to text them to be like, oh, I haven't heard from you in a while. And then we're like, oh, it's me. I haven't replied. <laughs> uh, but I'm so bad. And honestly, if I showed you all my text messages now, it would be them, 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 me. Them, 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 me. Like, I'm just so, like, they'll hassle me and then I'm like oh gosh so like I've, I've had to learn to be a bit more like there be and when I am there be more present um but again I think that comes from putting your phone down a bit and actually being in the room you're in rather than switch on that airplane mode yeah oh airplane mode I love it thank you for your time thank you for our chat because I know it's I a lot like we haven't even been recording a podcast though I feel like this is what we do normally anyway yeah (laughs) we could sit for hours and try to put the world to rights but as always thank you for anyone that's listening and for any topics covered that you might feel you need some support on or just some more information on please visit selfielovecampaign.com and don't forget to follow us on spotify and instagram as well thanks goose thanks meg